All right. Welcome into another episode of the Growing Faith Podcast. Uh, I am here today. My name is Rick McClatchy. I'm the staff pastor at the Rocky Butte campus here in Portland, Oregon at Nana House. We have campuses all over the Portland metro area. Tiger, downtown, up in Vancouver, all the way down in Eugene. Go Ducks. And so here we are today. I actually have a special guest. Um, she is, uh, you know, I'd say part of the backbone that holds the Rocky Butte campus upright. Uh, Kayla Smith. Hello. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you for being so brave and jumping in behind the microphone and being willing to face our ferocious audience. Um, they actually don't say much, you know, while we record. It's it's pretty quiet. So, um, but I'm just so excited to have you here. Just um, you represent a gift set that I don't have. And um, it's one of those things where in Ephesians 4, it says, you know, when everybody finds their place mm -hmm. and they're active in their place, that the whole body is built up together in love. And, and so when I see someone like you that, that really thrives in an area of ministry that would mostly frustrate me, like I just, I'm extra thankful for what you bring to the table, because I think, good Lord, if he made everyone with my skill set and abilities, um, some things would be awesome, and then other things would never happen. And so, uh, first of all, just thank you for um, being such a giver. And uh, so, again, I, I'm, I'm kind of like the extrovert. I like to talk, obviously, because you're like, am I going to get a chance to say anything? <laughs> You're like, I thought I was a guest on this podcast. We're getting there. Okay, so um, your, your administrative dynamo here. Uh, you, you also work in our cafe. I do. And so you are actually a, a good people person in that context. So you're not one of those goofy, weird people that doesn't know how to relate to people, yet you are so incredibly administrative. Um, you help in our belong. I do. Yep, both Rocky View and the Eugene campus. And props to you for that. I, <laughs> having now be with some transitions going on here at Rocky View, I'm actually in the taking over belong. Yeah. And um, that's a lot less insanity because you're on the team. Thank you. It made taking it over like, oh, I, I, yeah, I think I can handle that. Kayla's still on the team. Okay, we're good. All right. I'm still here. I'm still here. And you're also helping out Eugene. That's pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Right when when Pastor Brian went down there, he emailed me once they were ready to start Belong. and was like, so? <laughs> and I said, sure. So um, there's, they're not doing it every month yet, but when they do do it, yeah. he, he sends me the info, and I'm, I get it done. So. so I have to say, you just said doo-doo. Um, oh, did I? It's my thing. Uh, <laughs> I, I did not realize <laughs> if my that. Kids, if my kids listen to the podcast, they would want me to acknowledge that out oh, loud. Oh, um, because anytime any speaker ever says, that's something that we do do, and then I, I go, <laughs> and my kids look at me and they're like, no, dad, don't, don't say it. So um, I, I like rabbit trails, uh, or my friend Jason calls them goat paths, and so here we are on a goat path. So one of the things that we wanted to talk about in regards to um, your area of ministry, oh, the other area that you help out in is freedom. Yes. Yay! Like Super freedom wouldn't even happen if it wasn't for you. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> well, the case. Well, there's a few more moving parts than me. Thank you, though. 
But um, yeah, we actually just had a meeting right before we recorded this about freedom. The conference is coming up for those of you who are in the groups in like a month and a half, which is crazy to think about, but super exciting. So. Yeah, we have like uh, upwards of Six, 600, 600 people. 600 people in freedom groups right now, which is so cool to see. We set our goal at like 300. Like if we could get 300 people yeah. in freedom groups, that would be awesome. And yeah. here we are sitting at 600, kind of going, like, yeah. <laughs> what are, what are okay. we going to do? Definitely a little, a little um, nerve-wracking, but I think anytime you're rolling out something a little bit new just to a bigger audience, that's just how it's going to be. Yeah. But we've got a great team, and I'm just blessed to be a part of that team, and it's going to be awesome. I'm just super excited to see what God's doing in our church and doing in people's lives. And I'm in a freedom group myself. I'm going through it right now, and I'm just like, I'm loving the material. It's just yeah. fantastic. So, It's so good. And so mm -hmm. actually, I'm super excited to have so many people in our church going through the same content and having God speak so many of the same things. I can't help but think what a culture shifting moment we could be right on the cusp of because Definitely. of that. Mm -hmm. um, and and really, it, it allows people to get freed up. I know just super briefly, my own my own journey just in the whole church world, um, quite honestly, for years was chock full of insecurity and comparison and to some degree competition. Sure. And one of the things that I have like been able to experience a great level of freedom in is kind of what we talked about right at the beginning is seeing in you a gifting that I don't have but not being mad about it, yeah. being actually excited about it and going, oh yeah, God's grace is made perfect in my weakness by allowing someone else in the body to step in and do something that I don't have, I don't have the wherewithal to do. And I can actually not be mad like, oh, I need to be good at that. I need to be like that other person, but I can go, no, I'm staying in my lane. I'm gonna do the thing that I am gifted at and then I can celebrate and encourage you in what you're gifted at. Mm -hmm. And so as we jump into that whole idea, tell me, um, you know, however you want to frame it in, just how did you land where you landed, you know, when it comes to serving in the church? Yeah. What's your journey? Well, I came to Mana House uh, over six years ago. I had moved to Portland for a job and I went to my pastor, Eugene, and I said, hey, I'm moving away. And he said, oh, you got to go to this church. It's awesome. So I said, okay. So I actually started at the Mill Plain campus, um, loved it, never looked back. And then when I moved into my apartment in the Gresham area, I found the Rocky Butte campus. So um, I'm, I can be pretty introverted at times until I'm super comfortable or I feel like I, I know people. And so it took me about a year and a half, two years to jump into Belong. But once I did and I started talking about the different areas of connection, connect groups and serving, I was like, that's my thing. Because I'm not going to look through a list of people's phone numbers and their different types of groups and cold call them. That's just not something I'm comfortable with. But I could find a spot where I could serve. And out of that serving, I can start creating connections with people. Because, like, I have a purpose for being there. I'm here to do a job. But I still get to have relationship and get to meet people and get to talk to people and get to start creating connections. So that's why I got into serving originally um, was I wanted to begin diving into deeper relationships with people at the church. Did it did it play out that way? Um, more or less, yeah. Okay. Um, I started in the cafe as the barista. Um, I'm still there. <laughs> and um, 
we have a really great team and that team has just been super super solid the whole time I've been there we haven't had too much shakeup and um, my shift leader she's definitely one of my close friends we've gone through a couple of life events together that were very similar and very close so we've been able to lean on each other um, and then from there you know you start meeting people and I just have been blessed that you know people have called me and said hey can you help out here can you help out there and it's just kind of snowballed in a really wonderful way so well and one of the things I have always loved about you is that you're you're kind of aggressive to like make yourself available for serving opportunities because mm-hmm. um, I remember there were a couple of times you mentioned to me you're like hey just want to let you know like I'm, I'm available to help out if you find an area where you know my skills could be put to good use and I remember a couple of times that happened I'm like oh yeah totally Kayla great idea <laughs> and then I'm like uh and then finally I think we really uh found you know round peg round hole kind of situation yeah. with the whole belong thing yeah, that's like you great. have been such a strength to that team thank you it's just ridiculous so very cool so so you jump into serving really to your avenue into finding some relationships mm-hmm. and it actually worked that's good because <laughs> I often tell people when they're coming into the church, like, oh, one of the things you should do is you should serve on a team mm-hmm. because it's one of the ways to help build community. So I'm, I'm happy to hear you say that actually works. Um, so let's talk about specifically about administrative type of work and maybe um, what are some like maybe uh, roadblocks or hindrances that, that maybe you had to overcome or just how, how it's different from being a greeter or you know what some of the other like initial things we would think of of serving in the church yeah um well really the biggest thing about working kind of behind the scenes or in the administrative side of things is you got to be a self-starter and you've got to be disciplined to get it done because it's not like you're assigned a shift and you show up and you do it and you go home it's it's they're handing you information or tasks or to-do lists and you're taking that and you are fitting it into your life. And so, and sometimes there's deadlines. Like for Belong, the system runs some some sort of reports on Tuesdays by 10. So I have to make sure <laughs> that I get my information in the computer and updated by Tuesday at 10. And sometimes I have to email people and be like, hey, you never gave me the information. <laughs> pass through the pastors. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't trying to call anybody out. But, you know, there's been a couple times I've been like, um, I know those was big classes and I, I need to get this done. <laughs> Please. So, yeah. Um, but you have to really be able to know that you have the capacity in your life for it. before saying yes and then make sure you 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 budget in that time to get it done like for me i just know that like monday nights is my belong night i get home from work i work out and then i sit down and i i get my belong taken care of and then i can i can breathe and i know that it's done i know that they have what they need i know if there's any errors i have a day to correct them so yeah that's awesome so let's talk for a minute um a lot of times leaders in different areas of ministry tend to be more extroverted Mm -hmm. and and i think you know probably rightfully so they have to be out there and meeting people and trying to help people find their place and all that kind of stuff Um, but what that can definitely um, do is set us up in an environment where they think through the filter of the extrovert and don't always understand the the nature of an introvert. And again, 
Um, I'd say you're like my impression of a, a super healthy introvert where you have a good, really good balance in your life. Um, and there's definitely extroverts that are uh, unhealthy as well where they sure. don't have a healthy balance. Yeah. Um, but you have a really healthy balance of like, uh, you're social and good and uh, a really a really positive impact Thank on you. so many people's lives. But then yet, it's not your jam. Like maybe it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't fill you. So I know me as a leader, I'm often um, having to challenge my thinking, like how do, I, how do I appreciate, how do I honor, how do I even pastor and care for people on my team that are not extroverts? Do you have any like tips, tricks, or you know? Um, I mean, one thing that um, the, the since I've joined Freedom, one thing that um, Trevin and Stephanie have done for me a couple times is they'll just write me a little card. They they just send me a card that says, you know, we see you, we appreciate you, we see what God's doing, we're really excited for what God's going to have you do, um, and what God's doing Freedom, and we appreciate your impact on the team. And I still have those. They're on my mantelpiece at home, and they're like a year old. Mm-hmm. But that means a lot to me. Um, but I think you just have to, like, kind of get to know your people. And some people just need you to stop and look them in the eye and say, thank you, I see you, and I appreciate you. Some people really enjoy the cards. Um, and some people are okay with just like a quick leg as you walk by, hey, you're awesome, thanks. So kind of just getting to know your people, but definitely when you're thinking about serving, you know, more administratively, behind the scenes, anything like that, where it's not like Sunday morning, doing, doing your thing, working at a service, um, you have to acknowledge that like, if you're someone who gets super filled up by that, you get that gratitude um, feeling or you feel like you're appreciated because people see you might not be the best fit for you, mm. you know, because what you don't want to do is you don't want to serve and then begin to feel resentful and feel like you're just working and working and working and working. Yeah. You want to do it out of a place of, I love my church, I love God, and I want to I want to be an asset and a, I want to serve them with a servant's heart. Mm. And I'm like, I'm just super passionate about serving. I've realized like in the last couple of years is like doing belong and seeing people's different fit profiles and where they're looking to serve. I'm like, oh, I never would go there. Like that's totally not me, <laughs> but I'm so excited that I'm seeing like five people this month mm. that want to do that. Um, so I think that like, I just, I love serving. I think people should get connected and I think it's such a, a valuable part of being a member of a church. So. Boy, that's uh, that's a really great point you just made about um, it's kind of a two-way street. Mm-hmm. Uh, the leader needs, and I think you kind of hit the nail on the head really for honoring anybody, mm-hmm. is just know the person, yeah. like know who they are. And that, guess what, that just takes time. And the discipline, I guess, you can't just do the whole like buy the 10 pack of $5 Starbucks cards and yeah. you know, and then hand them out like candy because that's how you appreciate people. I think, um, I remember a moment that impacted me is is one day I just sat down and I wrote out like five different thank you cards and sent them in the mail to people. Mm -hmm. And the following Sunday, a guy came and found me and he said, hey, I just want to thank you for the way you thanked me. Yeah. He said, because if if I had, if you had thanked me in front of this big giant crowd, it would have almost crushed me. Like, it, it would have almost, you know, when a blessing turns into a curse kind of a thing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Lord, thank you so much, God, for helping <laughs> me do the right thing, even though I didn't know I was even doing the right thing. Yeah. So um, what are some other things? Um, I don't know. Have you encountered any challenges along the way or any any times where, oh, I'm sorry, the other part of 
that so one is on the leader to know their people mm -hmm. but I really love what you said about the heart of the person serving they need to understand like yeah if you're driven by public recognition maybe this admin role is not your jam like maybe you need to be a welcome teamer you know right. and, and greet people at the door so they can go wow thank you for holding the door for me and you're yeah. awesome or whatever so that was that's a really great point um again a fit but also just checking our heart why are we serving yeah. why are we doing what we're doing um, and i think that's what has really set you apart in the places that you've served is just that your heart is so light about it um, you just you just serve with this lightness in your spirit that's really life-giving and so thank you um, and and it's helping me understand that that's kind of where that comes from and that's pretty cool so have you encountered any roadblocks or challenges along the way where you thought oh this is a tough season how do I how do I get through this how do I do this yeah um, definitely there's been some seasons where I have had to kind of step back a little bit and you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and I'm, I probably should have stepped back a little bit sooner than I did when my dad was very, very ill and, and actively passing away. I just kept having to leave town, like, with very little notice, and I'd have to call my leaders and be like, I can't be in the cafe this weekend, or I can't take over that, or, you know, at the time I was um, the administrator for All Things New, and we were meeting every week, and I would be like, here's the binder, I gotta go, and, you know, and I'd be up at the hospital. And, um, you know, so it's okay to kind of look at your life and what's going on and just say, I need to step back. Um, I need to take a minute. I, I don't want to leave. I want to come back. But I just, right now in my life, I don't have the capacity to do what I need to do. And that's one of the times when serving can, can go from a thing of joy to a thing of burden or a thing of obligation. Yeah. You know, um, and the church wants to rally around and they want to support you and do what you need. And and if you're not telling them, I need this, that they can't offer that to you. So, um, but, you know, I stepped out of the cafe for a month or two, and I was able to jump right back in on my team. They saved my spot for me, and they just mm -hmm. put in alternates, which was a huge blessing that I literally got to go right back into the same relationships and the same team. And that was amazing, and I, I just I appreciated that. And, and it was just a great way of the church caring for me. And also me being able to to say I don't I don't have the capacity for this right now. So. Yeah, and I think that as we're you know as a church really trying to grow in having leaders and dream teamers that are all emotionally healthy, mm -hmm. um, well physically healthy, spiritually <laughs> healthy, really across the board. But I think emotional health sometimes gets swept to the side, right, you know, right. in because like we think of the tasks that need to be accomplished, like we're doing the work of the Lord, you know, all this mm -hmm. stuff. And, and I think, um, I think that a lot of times the person in your shoes, right? They, they feel guilty. Yeah. They feel like they're letting people down mm -hmm. and they feel like I should be able to handle this. And so totally. all it's, things I felt. Yeah. it's both sides that as a team leader, if you have specifically if you have um, more maybe more introverted maybe quieter people on your team to actually engage them in conversations that you might even discover they're going through something where they might need some space and even giving them permission mm -hmm. to to ask for the space or to take the space um, so that maybe they can wrestle a little less with those feelings of guilt and all that stuff and um, it, it's never I think an environment that we want to create but I think it so 
what was, how did you get through that? Like, if you're saying those are all things that you felt, mm -hmm. what did you do with it? You know, I wrestled with it for a long time. Like, I really had to, it was part of my grieving process when my father passed away was, you know, okay, how do I pick my face back up and come to church and say, okay, I'm, I'm here and I'm ready and I'm, I'm, I'm ready to be who you need me to be again. And it just takes time and, and you know, the pastors around me were just so kind and compassionate and I, you know, I can never thank them enough for just always like kind of putting the person first above mm -hmm. the role. Um, so that was, you know, you just, you just got to walk through your storms, you know, prayer, spending time with the Lord, doing the work of dealing with whatever is going on in your life, whether mm -hmm. it's grief, whether it's stress from job or no job or whether it's, you know, a new diagnosis of your child and you're trying to get school things figured out, whatever it might be, yeah. you know, just doing the work of walking through that storm in a really healthy way and reaching out for the support that you need it or that you need when you need it. And then being able to say like, okay, I've got all my ducks back in a row, back in a line, and I'm ready to step back Let's in. Do and, this. and, you know, maybe it's, a small step yep. maybe it's not everything you were doing before but I can take this piece back over I can take that piece back over or maybe that's been filled but maybe I can take over this other thing now that I was right. maybe eyeballing before and now now it's yeah. available or you know um God can even work through some of those seasons to reposition you totally in a place where maybe you're going to really thrive in the future yeah so um but I love I love what you've said so you you just um, find the place that fits like it's I mean it's one of our dream team things right yeah. just know how God's made you so that you can find the place where you fit mm -hmm. and then once you found that place serve for the sake of the kingdom and not for personal recognition um, and as a leader know your people mm -hmm. know how to love them and care for them and appreciate them and then treat them as a whole person yeah don't just treat them as someone that accomplishes tasks for you but treat them as a whole person that has emotions and and gets tired and all of those things which we all know yeah but i think sometimes we have to like force ourselves to keep it front of mind yeah and recognize people aren't going to always tell us yeah and especially when you know we're a really big church and there are always lists of tasks to be done and deadlines to meet and things to keep moving whether it's a sunday morning service or behind the scenes trying to get an event off the ground or a new ministry off the ground and so it's really easy to get caught up in the, well, I need to get these done today. Like these things need to get checked off my list. And it's easy whether you're on staff or whether you're serving, like, like they're relying on me to get these things done. I need to get them done. And again, sometimes it's stepping back and being like, okay, this person is always really good about stuff. And suddenly something's coming in late or suddenly they're, you know, sending me one more text messages back. Maybe I need to just, you know, stop for a second, call them up, buy them a cup of coffee and just kind of right. say, just want to make sure you're okay. Make sure, you know, maybe it's not even something in their life. Maybe they're just stressed. Maybe you're just throwing a lot at them and they're just needing to slow down a little bit, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. But, you know, mentoring people and encouraging the people under you to mentor somebody else so that they can mm. kind of begin passing some things on and we can help everybody find a fit, I think is really good too. That's so awesome. Well, Kayla, thank you so much for all that you've contributed today and just helping us think through um, kind of the behind the scenes part of dream team and serving in the house also from the perspective of the leader and caring for people because um, again I just think uh, getting to hear from someone like you that you're in the trenches you're doing the hard work of ministry 
and yet you do it with such a joy about you. It's just inspiring. And I know that just tons of people's lives are being impacted because of what you bring to the table. And you help so many people not fall through the cracks that would otherwise would. And <laughs> and then I don't even want to tell you what happens when people fall through the cracks. It's not good. Uh, Never good. No. So um, thank you so much for your time today. Yeah, I just pray you. God's richest blessings on you. Thank you. And I know that uh, this is uh, an interesting season for you and just believing God's going to show up in a big way. Thank and you. Uh, so excited to see how that all plays out. Um, again, thank you guys so much for listening today. Again, this has been Kayla Smith, the admin rock star of the Rocky Butte campus and also some in the Eugene campus because <laughs> she's just so talented. We couldn't confine her to one campus. Uh, just been here talking to us today about the admin roles in Dream Team and how we can care for people. Um, so just take that to your place of ministry, to your area, and let's just take some time this week to take extra care for those that are that are uh, either working alongside us um, and maybe even care for your leader. Maybe even pull your leader aside and say, how are you doing? What's happening in your life? Uh, because I think sometimes we all fall into the trap of putting on that facade and acting like everything's okay when maybe not everything is okay. Yeah. So yeah. thank you for being here today. Thank you for listening. As always, like, review, comment on the podcast, share it. Uh, Jesus shares, so you should share. Um, and if you have any comments, questions, or snide remarks, I would say send them to Kayla. But no, you can send them to me, Rick M at manahouse.church. God bless you and have the most amazing day.